everybody, welcome to church. It's great to see you. Come on, would you stand to your feet? We're going to worship together today.
into your presence this morning. God, we're thankful for your goodness to us. 
God, your mercy, your grace that you extend to us so freely. But we set our hearts on you this morning. We make ourselves aware of what you're doing here. Come on, let's sing this again. The atmosphere is changing now. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all that the Spirit of the Lord is here. Come on, every voice, let's sing together. The atmosphere is changing now. That the Spirit of the Lord is is all that the spirit of the Lord come on let's raise our hands as we sing an overflow in this place fill our hearts with your love your love you're the reason you're the reason we came to encounter your love, your love surrounds us, Jesus, oh, sing the atmosphere, the atmosphere is For the Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around. That the Spirit of the Lord is here. The atmosphere, the atmosphere is changing now. For the Spirit of the Lord.
sing Spirit of God. And Spirit of God, fall fresh on us. We need your presence. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Here as in heaven, Spirit, Spirit of God, fall fresh on us. We For God, one more time, God, thank you for what you are doing in this place. Thank you for what you're doing in us already. The rest of the service is yours. I thank you for a generation in a church that is after the heart of God. Thank you for what you are doing. You are changing the atmosphere in our lives. Well, welcome to the assembly, guys. In this moment, if you just step out of your seat, welcome somebody, and just tell them thanks for making us a part of your weekend. 
you guys, my name is Nicole and this is Suzanne and she's our Women's Ministry Director here at the Assembly. We wanna take time to invite you guys to this year's Women's Conference. It's on Saturday, March 30th and it starts at 9 a.m. It's at our Rose District campus this year. The theme this year is brave and it is based on Joshua 1.9. For have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid for the Lord your God is with you. Girls, God is with you and he's encouraging you to move beyond past failures and successes. He's placed new dreams in your heart and fresh vision. And it's time for us as women to move forward in strength and in courage. Yeah, so this is our chance to connect. So make sure that you're telling all of your friends and we cannot wait to see you on March 30th. Ladies, you have an amazing conference coming your way March 30th, and you can sign up today. So go out to either one of the lobbies, text your friends, and make sure you sign up for our women's conference. It's gonna be an awesome, awesome weekend. Well, hey, if it is your first time here in the seat back in front of you, there's a connection card, and we'd love for you to fill that out just to, to tell us your name, a little bit about you. We have a gift for you just to say thank you for being here this morning. A growth track, a new season of growth track is here, and that's just a way to get connected here at the assembly. So make sure you do that as well. But I'm excited because there's one event coming up for our Impact students in 10 days. It is going to be an awesome, awesome time. We are going to spring retreat in 10 days. If you have a student in 6th grade through 12th grade, this event is for them. It is going to be an incredible weekend. We've worked really hard on this. It is going to be a time in their life that they do not want to miss out. So if you want more information on that, come talk to me or come talk to Pastor Kayla. We'd love for your student or your friend to go to spring retreat with us this year. I want to echo what Pastor Nate has just said. There is something so special when you get into a different place and the days are loaded up with fun and then the night services are charged with the presence of God. It is truly a defining moment spiritually for our students. So get your students signed up and just incredible job. Javen Chavez kicks it off. We're going to have on Wednesday night. Yeah. It couldn't be starting any stronger. And then after that service, which is our third family night, all these students load up and leave for their retreat. Hey, thank God for you, Pastor Nate. I love you. Amen. Tonight, I would invite you back at 6 o'clock to celebrate 2018, to talk through some highlights, and, and just to also look ahead. That will be tonight at 6. God has been doing some special things. Amen. And I am lifting my expectation. I want you to lift yours. I want us to lift it as high as Luke 137. Look at this verse with me. Luke 137. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Now here's the way that happens. This is verse 35. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. I want you to do something with me today. I want you to read this and make it personal. You're going to read it out loud and you're going to say, the Holy Spirit will come upon me and the power of the Most High will overshadow me. Are you ready? Let's begin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come. All right. That sounded like the time changed or something. 
So now we're going to do that again because this is the key to our faith elevating until we actually believe that nothing is impossible. There are marriages in this, represented in this room today that seem impossible to ever be strong. God's able. Can I get an amen? There are people in addictions and it feels impossible that they'll ever be free. I'm saying it's possible for them to be free. The people in this room and there are issues within their family, within their hearts, and they think there's no way it will ever change. I'm talking the lowest place, the darkest place, the greatest struggle. With God, nothing is impossible. Participate in the living word today. All right, verse 35, again, everybody. The angel answered the Holy Let it happen, God. In this place today, I pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that Luke 135 speaks of. Until we are watching you do the impossible. We will preach through any type of of barrier of resistance to this promise we will pray through any barrier of resistance to this promise no one has to stay stuck just like the man in Acts 3 I pray no matter how long people may have been stuck in a given situation they're gonna rise up today by the power of the name of Jesus and they're gonna leave this place in victory they're going to leave this place changed and we give you praise in advance for it and everybody said amen give the lord a great praise as we get started today amen i need to direct your attention to ezekiel 37 if you're wondering you know is the impossible happening is pastor actually not going to take an offering well no it's just going to happen here in a moment. I'm going to preach up to that offering and beyond. So Ezekiel 37 says, The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, comma, pause. Can you imagine being Ezekiel? Get in your mind what he's speaking over. Get in your mind how challenging. See, for the impossible to happen it's not easy. It's not, it, it may be awkward. It, it, because when you're dealing with something that's impossible, you have decided whether by what science says or what experts say or what your own logic says that it's never going to change. And then the word of the Lord comes and says, would you be willing to think differently and to speak differently 
about it. And it's awkward when it looks like our valleys often look. It's awkward for Ezekiel to speak what the Lord is saying over this valley that he's looking at. With that in mind, join me again on the text. Prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I'll make breath enter you and you will come to life. I'll attach tendons to you, make flesh come upon you, cover you with skin. I'll put breath in you and you will come to life. So the word of God, it must be a life-giving word. It is a word of restoration. Did you see it? Life will come. Strength will come. I'm going to restore you. And you will know that I'm the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound. The bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them. Skin covered them. There was no breath in them. Then he said to me, so prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it. This is what the sovereign Lord says. So we're not declaring our word. We're declaring his word. That's the life-giving word. When we release that word, we're releasing our faith in the word. If anybody says, you got to release your faith, how do you do it? You do it by releasing the word of God. Because the word is what contains the life and the power. It's the power of restoration. It's the power of resurrection. So you prophesy. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded. And breath entered them. They came to life, stood up on their feet, a vast army. He went from that valley of total despair to an army poised, ready to take ground and win victories. Whatever your valley looks like, I want to show you the contrast. And the reason I read Luke 137 is because it's going to take Luke 137 to go from the Valley of Dry Bones to the victorious army. It's going to take that kind of God, that kind of power to go from addiction to freedom, from dysfunction to a life that works. And I believe it can happen, and I'm believing for it to happen tonight. I'm believing for you like what God has done for a man that attends our Rose District campus. Last Saturday night, we were able to have the Saturday night service. He came and offered the prayer because he was going through severe back pain. He's had five back surgeries. He said he didn't live a moment without pain. And since last Saturday night, he's not had any back pain. And it's the first time in years because God can do the impossible. Come on, let's give a little more on that. God can do the impossible. He can do it. So Ezekiel says, the hand of the Lord was upon me. What's the hand of the Lord? It's the presence of God. The hand of the Lord was upon me and he led me. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The Holy Spirit is moving. The Holy Spirit is working. The Holy Spirit is coming in this service. He's coming upon us as a church. He says, and he led me. He led me to the valley. The valley is the low place. To, is this, this is a word right now to our church. We must continue to be a church that will be led of the Spirit to the low places. That's where the need is. That's where the pain is. That's where the despair and the hopelessness exists. We go there, 
and we speak his word and resurrection happens. We go there, we speak the word of life and God starts to uh, administer his power and radical restoration happens. And it's like, it's like darkness to light. That's how the contrast exists here in this chapter and it still works today. It's not enough to just have a burden. The spirit of the Lord comes on us and he burdens us with something. But that burden will lead to a responsibility of action. I shared a burden a few weeks back in all three services. I talked about the burden I have of what's going on, like what we see signed in New York, late-term abortion. I have a deep biblical conviction about the sanctity of life. You share that. We share that as a church, okay? God, my passion rises when it comes to this issue. So let's find an expression. We exist to serve neighbors and nations, so we get to partner along the way with people who do things very well. So I went looking for the best way for us as a church to express our compassion to people who have an unwanted pregnancy so that they would make the wisest choice. Linda Huber helped me with this, and I got introduced to all that MEND does. I'd heard about it, but I have more details now. MEND is a medical clinic and a pregnancy resource center. Let me read to you and show you their vision statement. Men's mission is to empower and provide life-affirming alternatives in an unplanned pregnancy through the love of Jesus. This includes meeting the needs of women throughout their pregnancies and beyond. Men's goal is to demonstrate the compassion of Jesus to each woman so, so that she may learn to rely on Jesus' love and provision for a well-adjusted, meaningful life. I want to be a part of that vision. That's a way to express. How do they do that? How do you take vision and turn it into strategy? Here's how they do it. Next screen. People come in and they start talking about pregnancy options. They do a pregnancy test. Once it's verified, they start talking about options. Many of these people have come in. They're thinking of having an abortion. Man doesn't provide the abortion. They have to seek that elsewhere. But many of them, if not most, are thinking about abortion. The next thing they do at MEND is an ultrasound. And when the ultrasound happens, I looked at the data. That's where so many of these decisions change from wanting to abort the baby to having the baby. In 2018, 74 women changed their minds from having an abortion to having their baby once the ultrasound was done. Uh, just for information, this is quite interesting. On May the 4th in New York City, think about Times Square, all of the screens with all of the advertisement going on all the time. It's what you see during New Year's Eve. On May the 4th, Focus on the Family has rented out every screen. And right in Times Square, listen to this, right in Times Square, New York City, on every screen at the same time will be an ultrasound. And once people watch it, they will not be able to deny that that's a human life right there. That's awesome. 
That's May the 4th. Now, I listened to one lady say she chose to have her baby, but she said, I didn't have a clue how to be a mom. And so men goes the next step and does, they do education. That education is a way for that mom to earn baby bucks that she can redeem at this incredible store that men has to get car seats, clothes, diapers, all those uh, very expensive necessities. There's another thing. Many people don't change their mind and they go and find a way to have their abortion, but they don't discard them because the church doesn't do that. They then step in and help in the process that a person finds themselves in. For those that have their children, they have a bridge program where they walk with that mom and dad until that child is three years old. This is right here in our city. They're serving our neighbors. When we give, we give by paying our tithes. We, we don't give our tithes. That's something that we owe. That's biblical, and that's how we follow through. Then we give offerings. We designate it to neighbors and nations, and then we distribute it to ministers, missionaries, projects, great ministries like men's. And in 2018, when we did $1.2 million worth of projects around this building and the Rose District, and we did it all for cash, at the same time in 2018, you gave $811,000 to the world. That's $150,000 more than you gave in 2017. It's unprecedented. You know what I think? I think this may be the year and, and I've, I've dreamed of this for 30 years in ministry. We very well may give over a million dollars this calendar year to missions. And you, you say, how do we do that? It, it, it's not about putting our focus on the dollars. It's putting our focus on the mission. I'm telling you, you're about to have an opportunity to give. And this money will go directly, watching this, to saving lives physically and spiritually. I, I met volunteers. I talked with counselors in how they carefully pour in to these people. With that, ushers, I want you to stand, all of our service hosts, if you'll take your places. And right now, we're going to give. And the reason I want to do this, I want to do a teaching here. We were just worshiping Jesus, talking about how miracles can happen now for the spirit of the Lord is here. We were in worship, amen? What we're about to do is also worship. We're honoring God with our resources and we're honoring God with resources on purpose. We're sowing into this that people might be saved spiritually and physically. I think about the 74 babies that now live that would have been aborted. Hey, a future president may be among the 74. Pastors, doctors, lawyers, teachers, nurses, moms, dads, husbands, wives. That, that ministry stepped in and it was going the other way. And God turned it around through his people. Let's turn some stuff around today. Let's turn some stuff around. Uh, quite honestly... Uh, there was an event that they hosted and 
there was a great amount of money that was given. But I know this church, and I know what was given then. It, it's quite possible that by the time this weekend is, is over, this church will alone match everything that's come in uh, already for men. Uh, I'm asking you today to join me, and, and let's go sacrificial with this. I pray in the name of Jesus over the seed we're about to sow. I pray in the name of Jesus that we realize how significant this is and we don't give to get anything back but to hear testimonies of changed lives. However, God is going to bless you back. Church, you have sown generously. You're going to reap generously. God will open up heavens over you and over this church that can't be shut down. And you will not be subject to what's going on within the economy. You will be subject to the provider, God himself. We give you praise, God, for what you're about to do. Let's praise him and let's give. Amen? Go ahead. Let's pass the buckets. As they're passing the buckets, you know you can put money in the bucket. You can go online, and we've got a secure uh, way to give there. Or you can text to give. That is a great way to do it. All of this is very efficient and very effective. Church, as you're giving today, have this in your heart. Keep being a church that allows the Spirit to move on us to take us to the low places. We're going to Malawi this summer. We're going again. And we're going to help so many of those who are orphans. I use that word only when I'm with you. When we get there, we call them sons and daughters. We are in partnership with Victory Christian Children's Home. It is led by people in our church, right here in this church. It is an 84-acre campus, houses about 100 to 120 orphans. But it's not an orphanage. It is a home because God didn't send his son to die and rise again so we could build organizations. He did it so we could build the family. And over in Malawi, we are building the family of God by rescuing these boys and girls who don't have a home and we're giving them a home and giving them the gospel and they're going to be world changers. I stood in front of all those children the first time I ever went over there and I talked about Moses' parents how Moses was put in that basket and put in the alligator-infested river called the Nile. And God preserved him and raised him up to be a deliverer. And I said to those children, there's a Moses. There's a Moses in you. And God's going to use you to change this nation. And Malawi is desperate for a revival. We're going to take a team there this summer. You can go with us. Uh, keep being a church that will go to the low places. One more, and that is in L.A., where we also go every year. There's Skid Row lined with homeless people, and it has grown by a mile because of all the homeless people being forced out of homes because of poor choices, addiction. The opioid epidemic is one. But I was so gripped last year when Pastor Matthew said uh, this population is growing the fastest by women veterans that are homeless. They served us by being in the military and coming back home, not able to sort things out. Life got sideways, and they're on the streets, these women that served our country. And so right there on the ministry campus of the Los Angeles Stream Center, there's a home. It's been completely renovated. And today, 40 veteran women 
who once were on Skid Row just months ago, are now living in that home. They now love Jesus. They're growing as disciples of Jesus. Their life is coming back together. And part of that 811000 that you gave helped to renovate that home. Thank you for going to the low places and helping people that need the compassionate ministry. I will never live one day mad at the world. I will live frustrated and indignant toward what Satan is doing to humanity and will step out and help people who are thinking about having an abortion to change their mind. We'll go to people who are homeless and say, there's a way out of this. We will go to children who get left on the streets. I can't wrap my mind around that. As much as I've talked to these kids and spent time with them, how do you, how do you process being five years old and you just got left on the streets? Anytime the Spirit of God comes upon us, we will be led to the low places. But when we go, what will overshadow is the power of the Most High. That canopy under which is the incredible power of God that can help somebody put their life back together. I pray you feel a passion in your heart as the Spirit comes upon you to go to the needy. It's just like Peter and John in Acts chapter 3. There was the man lame. He had been there and been in that physical condition for 40 years. And they ministered to him. Money didn't solve the problem. Jesus solved the problem. And he got up and he went leaping, dancing, and praising God. The world is lame in sin and addiction, but here comes the spirit-empowered church. Come on. Now, that's us as a, as a family. Now I, I wanna minister to you. Inspirations that the Lord's put in my heart from Ezekiel 37. Rejoin me in the valley, the low place. Ezekiel was a man that understood victory, but Israel was in defeat. This first inspiration is reaching out to people who are on a roller coaster emotionally. One day, you're doing so well, and the next day, without really any reason, you're fighting the deepest discouragement, maybe even depression. There's no consistency. Emotionally, you're out of order. And I have a promise from you, a prophetic word for you today. If you go back to the book of Genesis where you, it's the first time you see the Holy Spirit at work, the Holy Spirit is at work over the face of the deep. And the Holy Spirit brought order. It was chaos. The first work of the Spirit was order out of chaos. And I feel like the Lord is saying to somebody here, he's going to bring order to your chaos. And I'm speaking emotionally because you're so frustrated. You're so worn out with not knowing what a day holds. With one day being this 
You're up and you're doing well, and the next day you're down and you're despairing. And, and you're so done with that. I'm here to tell you that the Holy Spirit is a sustaining presence in your life to order your life emotionally so that you have consistency, so that you can depend on what the next day holds. That you hear this, you're not going to be subject to something affecting you uh, from the outside in. God is going to sustain you at the core of who you are and you're breaking out of this stuff that as you're going from here to here. Number two, Ezekiel was led by God back and forth looking at the valley. What a sight. Looking at the despair. And from that, the Lord spoke to my heart to say to somebody here who's been praying about something and you're not seeing change. Day after day, maybe month after month, maybe year after year. Nothing's changing. Hear this today. The Lord has, has a work he wants to do in your life. The fatigue spiritually and mentally and physically that comes on us when we're pressing into God for a situation and it's not changing. Maybe it's even getting worse. You sit here today like you have many times. And it's just like it was a week ago, like it was a year ago. You're in the same despair, the same darkness. You worship today, but you're worshiping through this situation that never changes. And you find yourself trying to, to place it, to cope with it. You're starting to adjust that it will never change. It's just the way it is. And so you reduce a Luke 137 promise, the God of the impossible, to that being a verse that relates to other people or other situations, but not yours. And so you do all of your life through that, that valley. What do you do? Because when you're in that, by the way you feel about the situation, you would speak how you feel. You would talk about it by what it has done to you. And what you've got to do today, and this is the hard part, and I kind of alluded to it when I read the text, is we're going to have to start speaking life. And I don't mean to say that's bad, so it's going to be good. No, we're going to have to speak His word. We have to release the word that has the power. When Jesus said, Lazarus, his word carried such power that a man who had been dead for four days, vital organs shut down, it's hopeless. That word had such power that vital organs started working again. Blood started flowing through his veins, through his heart. His heart started beating. Those synapses in his brain started firing until when Jesus said, come forth, he stood up and walked out of that tomb. And he was walking abnormally because he was still wrapped in the grave clothes. 
And Jesus gave the church the opportunity to loosen from the grave clothes so that he could be back to the person God. There's a word that brings the dead back to life again. There's a Lazarus generation and all they need is a church that'll release the word over them. Your valley, your valley. We release his word. Ezekiel, can these bones live again? Science says no. Experts say no. My logic says no. But I'm not going to release my opinion over this valley. I'm not going to release my feelings over this valley. I'm going to release what the Lord has put in my heart over, I say over your marriage, it will be strong. I say over your family, it will be awesome. I say over your job, it's going to be excellent. I say God is bringing you to a new place by the word of the Lord. We'll see. We'll see. When you get to speak life, meaning you speak his word, you start aligning with Luke 137, where nothing is impossible. There are three resurrections that we often talk about from the New Testament. A father's daughter, she was sick. He went to Jesus. By the time Jesus got to the house, she had died. The shock of her death is going throughout that home. People are starting to grieve. She had just died. Jesus raised her back to life. There's a widow from Nain, and her son passed away. He had been dead long enough to where the funeral's happening. The pallbearers had the casket, and they're on their way to the cemetery. And Jesus interrupted the processional and raised that young man back to life. And then Lazarus, he had been dead four days. It's done. Everybody's gone back home. It's over. His sisters were like, Jesus, you let us down. If you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. It's over. Where is he? Why does it matter? He's dead. See, here's what you have to know. When you release the word of life, you're releasing the word of the Lord. And with the Lord, there's no such thing as a degree of difficulty. So if it's something that is has you in shock today because it's just started or something that's been going on for a little while or something that seems completely hopeless. It doesn't matter. He's the resurrection and the life. Come on, church. Doesn't matter. The worship team, you can come back and join me. Look at the valley. It's impossible. You talk about difficult, difficult beyond restoration. Dry bones, scattered, it's over. But when the Spirit of God began to move over that valley, we see suddenly, that's what the New Living says, New Living Translation says suddenly, it starts being restored. And it it, it goes from reconnection to strength to once again the life, and then they're in the position of that of an army, which means they're back in their purpose. How do you go from complete despair to an army ready to take ground and win victories? 
It's not by might. I wish you would help me today. It's not by power. It's not by our education. It's not by some formula. It is by the Spirit, says the Lord. When the Holy Spirit comes upon us and the power of the Most High overshadows us, then nothing will be impossible with God, if you believe it. Join me in giving him praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Where does it start? How does it start? It starts in the song we were singing at the end of the worship set. Song we're going to sing again today. It starts with the atmosphere of your heart. You came in and you didn't have a lot of hope for that, but something's happening to the atmosphere of your thoughts, your perspective. You're starting to hear in your mind. Well, maybe God can change this. Maybe it's not always going to be this way. Maybe I don't have to just cope with this. Maybe we can really love each other again. Maybe our marriage can be awesome. Maybe our family can be everything we pray. Yeah, maybe. See, the atmosphere starts changing. Why does the atmosphere change? Because the Holy Spirit comes. Well, wasn't he already here? Yeah, he was, because he's everywhere all the time. But there are these special uh, deposits. It, it, it opens up something unique and special for us here today, for you. We'll never have this Sunday again. When we go into Monday, Sunday's over. So God knew you'd be sitting in that very seat. He knew you'd be here today. And he knows the pressing issue. He knows the low places. And he's hovering, overshadowing, moving. And he's ready to bring life today. And you sense it. See, church must be like Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37 was not information. Ezekiel, you're informed. It was transformation. We're living in the buckle of the Bible belt, and I, I really don't have the responsibility by God to inform us. I have the responsibility to lead us into the transformational power of Jesus Christ. You probably didn't learn anything today. If God has worked today, you're opened to what you already know. You're engaging again with the God of the impossible. That's the key. And that's, that's where things start changing. Hey, Ezekiel, check this out. Look at it. And they go back and forth. The bones are dry. It's over. They're scattered. That's the physical realm. He says, now, Ezekiel, speak to the spiritual realm. Because if you're ever going to see change in the physical realm, that change has to come from and start in the spiritual realm. Man can't fix you. Your husband can't fix you. Your wife can't fix you. You can't fix your kids. God 
is the transformer. And if we go to the Lord, then heaven comes to earth. On earth, in this place, as it is in heaven. Blur the lines, Lord, between the natural and the supernatural until we get super in our natural. See, the atmosphere is changing right now. It's changing. And if it's your first time to ever be in an atmosphere like this and you don't have a way to define what's going on, regardless, you know it's real. You know it. You know it. Would you sing it? Think about it. The atmosphere changing now. And here's the reason. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around. That the Spirit of the Lord is here. The atmosphere is changing. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around that the Spirit of the Lord is here. So here's what our prayer is overflow, Lord. And overflow in this place, fill our hearts with your love, your love. Surrounds us. You're the reason we came to encounter your love. Your love surrounds us. Overflow in this place. Fill our hearts with your love. Your love surrounds If you are ready for the sustaining presence of God to bring order out of the emotional chaos where there's consistency, in a moment I'm going to ask you to come. If you've been praying over something and it's not been changing and you find it easier to speak out of the way you feel about it versus speaking the word of life, I want you to come. You say, I've got a situation and I'm desperate for God. I want you to come. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, and you want to know the joy of your sins being forgiven and your life becoming a new creation in Christ, I want you to come. Look up here, everybody. The Spirit of God in this room was present at creation. The power that's here is the power to create. What does he create? He creates newness, newness, radical restoration, freedom. The anointing of the Lord is upon me is what Jesus said, to set the captive free, to bind up 
bring healing to the brokenhearted, to remove a spirit of heaviness and give a gladness, a joy, and a praise. There's an exchange that happens in the atmosphere of God's presence. He's here. He's here. Now, as we sing it again, the atmosphere is changing. If you need to be in prayer at the very first of that verse, come. Would you sing it again? Join me today. The atmosphere is changing now. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. Thank you, Jesus. The evidence is all around. That's it. Come on, find your place that today. The Spirit of the Lord is here. The atmosphere is changing now. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come today if you need to meet with God. Flow in this place. Fill our hearts with your love. Your love surrounds us. You're the reason we came to encounter your love. Your love surrounds us. So powerful. And I can see by the burden on the faces of people that I'm praying for today, they need somebody to stand in agreement. Young people, if you see a teenager, get to them. Adults on our prayer team, nobody should have to, to be in the valley alone. Let's do some valley walking today. Find a person to pray with, and we're going to confront this stuff in the power of Jesus' name. So nobody stands alone. Prayer team members are coming. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You start to intercede. We're praying in the name that is above every name. He's your help. He's your strength. Thank you, Lord. Elijah. Elijah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Nobody stands alone. Church family, we are a family. Would you pray for your brothers and sisters? Come on, turn this into a time of passionately asking the Lord for his help. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you. Move into this valley like you did in Ezekiel 37. We need you. 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 Thank you, Jesus. That's it. The Lord is here. The Lord is here. That's the Lord.
you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. Come on, everybody. Let Claire today, I believe. I believe you're my healer. I believe you.
Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Surely the presence of God is among us, and so we will just wait before him. There's not going to be like a formal close to this service. Just wait in the presence of God as long as you like. Let's seek him. I do give you this thought when Elijah said it was going to rain and it hadn't rained in three years logic expert opinion would have said no it's not going to rain but he heard something before anybody else heard it he heard the sound of rain he was seeing something in his spirit before anybody else saw it and that's why he said to his associate go up to the top of the cliff and look out bring me back a report and he'd come back and say I don't see any signs of rain, blue sky. He kept sending him because Elijah had a promise. And the seventh time, that associate of Elijah said, I see a cloud. Now it's small. It's the size of a man's hand, but I see it. What Elijah was doing was praying and because there was a miracle in the making. There was a miracle on the way. And the first sign of it, it was small, but Elijah knew it was coming before it ever showed up. He heard the sound of the rain before it ever started raining. And I believe for some in this place today, God's put that kind of promise in your heart. And don't despise the day of a small thing. The cloud the size of a man's hand, that doesn't look like a flood's coming. It was little, but it was loaded. And Elijah said, you better go warn everybody, the rain's coming. And so I believe God, God has started something. And you hear the sound of victory in your heart. The bones coming together. The strength coming back. Standing where you were once knocked down. Strong where you were once weak. Back in a place of purpose that you've been taken out of. Because... The Holy Spirit is at work over your life. Thank you, Jesus, for it. Thank you, Lord. So, that's it. We're just going to wait before him. You can wait in his presence as long as you choose. I love you. God bless you.